Today's episode of the Off Topic Podcast with Will Bjarnar on the Center Field and Marist Center for Sports Communications Podcast Network is going to be a fun one. It's with Marco Schaden, uh, my buddy, the former editor-in-chief of Center Field. He's stopping by for a bit. Uh, we talk a little bit about pretty much everything, um, but it's presented to you by Center Field, where there's a lot of good stuff going on right now. Volleyball previews are going up. Football previews are going up. Uh, we got a couple features in the works, maybe one by me, who knows, we'll have to see, uh, but no, me and Marco talk about a little bit of everything, we don't stick to sports, because I don't think that really exists anymore, we talk a little bit about that, uh, we talk about the NFL for a good chunk of this, this is the second episode, you can find all episodes of actually every single, uh, Maris Center for Sports Communication podcast on the SoundCloud channel, specifically titled just that. Uh, the Marist Center for Sports Communication. So if you want to find any episode at any time, feel free to go search that. You can probably type it into Google and find it. And if not, go to your SoundCloud, subscribe, like us, follow us, uh, subscribe to this podcast on iTunes. I finally got that feed certified, so you can look for me there, searching Off Topic with Will B. Arnar. And with that, we're going to get to Marco. <laughs> All right, it is about 4 o'clock on Friday. I'm into my 17th Gatorade of the day. I have 102 fever. I feel like death, but the podcast does not stop. Marco Schaden is here. He was going to leave and go home, and he decided to stay. Quick picked up. God, God bless his soul. I was scrambling for a guest, and here we go. Uh, We're about to hit the news dump time of Friday. What? When's the news dump? time on friday like oh, after I, five o'clock I, f- I mean we're definitely gonna miss something probably it'll yeah, be like yeah. oh aaron Rodgers actually does have two <laughs> torn ACLs, <laughs> yeah. and he's been playing on both for four years and he won his super bowl on a torn acl and we'll just find out all of that but uh how are you i'm good your first appearance yeah I mean, you know. second episode so it makes sense but <laughs> welcome no I'm, I'm i'm honored to be here with you will uh you're a good guy i like you so, of course, why would I say no? Wow. I think my heart just started beating a little bit. Yeah, but Thank you. Appreciate it. Uh, there's a lot happening in uh, sports, obviously, but we and we and it's it's definitely possible that we get yelled at for this. Hey, Will. Will, stick to sports. No, I, I can't. S- stick to sports. Had you not been here, I probably would have done an entire solo podcast just talking about Brett Kavanaugh, which would not have gone well. Yikes. All right, let's uh, get into it. So let's, yeah. Uh, basically, I mean, if you don't know, the people Did you watch the whole thing? I sat in here. So earlier today, I like I felt like death, like I said, in my class yesterday, this morning. No. Yesterday? Oh, did yesterday watch? I watched the entire thing, yeah. So what, like when did it, because I think I started watching it at like 11 a.m. Okay. When did you start watching it? I th- I, so maybe not the entire thing then. I probably started watching 12.30. Okay, so I, I I think I watch it from eleven to like literally four thirty. Yeah, class that's exactly at five. The class at five, and I was like, this this is riveting stuff right here. <laughs> no, it, I was it, like, do it, I do I skip my class? Unfortunately, it is, and I actually I I mean I mean it was hopefully, a sham. Hopefully, it was a complete yeah, sham. Completion. 
Hopefully Shannon Roper's not listening to the podcast. I was in her gender, culture, and communications class and the entire time I just had it on my laptop. I'm like, really? I can't miss this. I can't. I, I'd raise, I raised my hand like five or six times, like added my comments. I'm probably the only one in my in. house that like has CNN or like, <laughs> NBC on. Like, or, or has any sort of interest yeah, in turning that on. News, and I'm just like glued to like the television in my room. But I'm like, none of my roommates could care less about what is going on right now. But I feel like that's just a college perspective. Though. Yeah. That's yeah. the problem. There's like, there's a very small minority of I mean you th- you think of political science as this humongous major that so many people are doing but then you actually think about it and that there's a not significant minority. Yeah. I mean I'm, I'm a minor in policy right. side, but like the kids that are in that class like no. there's a bunch of minors not a bunch of majors and everyone that majors they're not like they're like like they just want to go to law school. Right, but so they're there to kind of springboard them towards that, right, rather yeah. than actually get embedded in some of this yeah. stuff. Yeah, and uh, but like, all right, in terms of the hearing, from when I was yeah. watching, I was like, okay, so they had this prosecutor from Arizona, who's basically they say an expert um, <laughs> in sexual assault cases, but right. she's the prosecutor. Yeah, so she's usually prosecuting sexual assault cases, right? <laughs> so you would think that like she's usually on the side of. Uh, the person that is the accuser. Right. And this time she's kind of going against the accuser in the first round. I found it like the Republicans were saying, hey, we want to get out of the political show, so yeah. let's have this person. In real, they don't want a b- 10 white dude, old white dudes, like basically like oh, there was yelling this, at this lady. Yeah, there was a picture yesterday of, I mean, it was of the back of Kavanaugh's head. And facing all the people on the committee, all the senators that are on the committee, but somebody, the caption that they put was, this is what Dr. Christine Blasey Ford has to sit and look at, and it, you're just staring at that group that sits in the back of the coffee shop yeah. on Monday mornings at 6 a.m., a.k.a. like 12 old white dudes just staring down this woman who's in indelible detail just depicting her entire sexual assault. So it's at a, first, I didn't like that the Republican senators were basically going to cop out of it. And then I was watching the hearing, and I was like, okay, like this is actually good. Yeah. Like I was like, this is what it should be. Um, and she was asking questions that are mostly like nonpartisan. Um, Who are you talking about? The prosecutor from Arizona? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, except for like the questions where she like went into like how the lawyers are getting paid. That, I was like, that seems a little weird. Like that, that's completely partisan. Yeah, I was like, it shouldn't matter who the lawyers are getting paid by. But I do understand that, like, they're looking for the Democratic. Like, if they're if a Democrat is basically funding, if Diane Feinstein is funding like her lawyers, yeah. Um, then yeah, there's it's probably a, a problem story. there. But like, they're working pro bono, as they said. Mm-hmm. Um, the polygraph test was paid for by the lawyers, as is usual, and I I actually like understood what was happening and i was like okay like this is fine i'm fine with her asking questions to uh dr ford and then the democrats are basically just like being as partisan as possible as well and just like but they're like they're not asking questions right they're just they're just like showboating and like when kamal harris comes up there and cory booker's like coming up there i'm like yeah you're just trying to run for president (laughs) like right now i'm like i'm like you're you're can i tell you something though yeah go they both have my vote. I whatever happens, either one. I don't even I don't know. Care right now though. Like it's not like like. No, I, just, I don't care at this point in time. Like my focus watching them 
for lack of a better word, put on a show. Those two, Harris and Booker, that they're not in my mind is the fact that they could possibly run for president in 2020. What's in my mind is the fact that they are absolutely killing it in this hearing. And I, I, I don't just, think they did. what I don't, what I wonder, you don't? I know because I don't like, I don't like the partisan stuff where they okay. weren't even asking, right. like they might've asked like one or two questions. Well, was, and then Kamala Harris was like, Dr. Ford, you are not on trial. No, yeah, I get you that. You are not on trial. Okay, I get that. Don't be scared. Well, would you say that the GOP was asking questions? So, like, I want to get into that right okay. now. Like, when it turned over to Kavanaugh coming in, yeah, and Dr. Ford was out. So, the idea of it was, I think Senator Hirono asked Chuck Grassley, who, by the way, let's say it right now, is eighty-five, and like, <sighs> Holy there should be term limits cow. on senators. Oh my God, one hundred percent. So the guy. Okay, I do have to interrupt you quick go, because go. there there was a moment today. Oh my god, it was he's crazy. He's sitting in there and and I th- I can't remember who actually was talking. I want to say it was Croons, Chris Croons. And he he goes Grass Grassley is the chairman obviously and he says I I don't want to interrupt for too long. The only person I've interrupted at this point is Ted Cruz. Uh but there, there we need to have caps on the amount of time that you can speak and then I just see this little like 20 some odd year old maybe intern or you know publicist assistant run over and whisper in his ear staff and then person. and yes yeah, probably a staff person of some sorts and then grassy just goes okay never mind i was mistaken um speak for as long as you want carry on i'm like dude you you need to be well versed in this i felt like, like it was a scene out like of the diane, office like how old's diane feinstein too i can look it up like what she must be like late 70s early 80s like it's the same first, on- first google uh, result when I type in Diane F is Diane Feinstein age, like she's eighty five. Okay, and Chuck so Grassley is also eighty five. So it's like both on same yeah. on both sides. Like you can't tell me that like you are con- cognitively. There you go. Yeah, no, my bad. <laughs> cognitively, like able to like process what's going on at eighty five. Like, and this is like everyone's watching this like. The whole entire nation's watching this, and these are the two. These are the two people who are literally controlling this entire yeah. thing. So this entire sham, right? So like, okay, so Kavanaugh comes in, yeah, right. And the plan, Senator Rono asked Committee Chairman Chuck Grassley, "Are you planning to have Rachel Mitchell, the prosecutor from Arizona, uh, do the same thing in the first hearing with Kavanaugh?" And Chuck Grassley said yes. So I was like, okay, like. All right, so this like, makes sense, right? But I'm also thinking in my head. I'm like, oh, Kavanaugh has no one to defend him. So like the Democrats in the first hearing were defending Dr. Ford, sure, and being partisan as possible. In the second hearing, what's going to happen is when I was before it's, Kavanaugh came in, I'm like, he's not going to have any, he's not going to have a safe space. <laughs> Kavanaugh's not going to have a safe space. I feel like that's he's, tough though. But like as it went along, I mean, I'm probably looking at it. But the Democrats like are going to barrage him, and and, did, and the Republicans did, aren't there to help him. And you have this prosecutor. Are they, was, though? And the prosecutor, who is used to talking to a person like Kavanaugh, if she sure. is so-called an expert in uh, sexual yeah, assault, absolutely. she knows what she's going to do right. before like the, meeting, like the hearing even starts. Like, this is what she's used to, is talking to people like Kavanaugh, the yeah. accused, and what she's supposed to be good at, right? So I'm like... Oh, like this is gonna be a bloodbath. Like there is no one to defend him. And then when Graham, 
like goes in is like, hey, I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna take this over and just start yelling, and then it completely changes. I was like, oh, that's that's like, what I was gonna say. That's right. that's when it completely flipped for me, and I'm like, right, right. he he kind of didn't have a lifeline at this point, but now I know that he He's, is literally Dick Turpin was killing him, <laughs> and rightfully so. Right, he no. was getting he, grilled. He wouldn't answer, and he wouldn't answer a question. I actually tweeted this today. I don't mean to plug myself, but like. I just could notice. At Will Barnar? Where are we at? Barnar? I, I don't know how to pronounce your last name, man. It's B-R-N-R. too Norwegian for me. <laughs> it's Icelandic. It's same thing. It's too whatever. Too You're a Viking. Country. You're a uh, Viking. Yeah. Either way. Yeah. Uh, it was at by Will Barnar. This podcast will be tweeted there later today. Um, <laughs> no, but I uh, I was thinking about it this morning. I was like, there, it, it's a very complicated situation for me and for everybody, obviously. But I feel like the answer is simpler than it probably should be what i saw yesterday from what i watched is i saw a man sitting before other white men and a few also white women excluding kamala harris you literally have a man dodging question after question by bringing forth a calendar which just boggles my mind like i i get the calendar part is funny the calendar part's kind of funny but it's also like really how many kids our age do you think like have a calendar. The only thing that I have, no, but not not online. I have like a notepad. Like a, like no, a, I have like, like a little a physical notepad. calendar where they write down. I can promise you that, that that's never happened. Right? There's not everything that I did. What did I? That's it's like a diary. Like point one percent of millennials have a calendar. Oh 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 one. Like that. I, mean, I don't even for, have a calendar hanging in my room. Like, right I don't now. know what past generations like if they're like if that's a thing. I mean, he said it was. A, he said it was that's a tradition not, with not a thing his us. father. Right, and he his was father choking up, like, right. But like, he had way like, okay, he must have looked at the Clarence Thomas tape and been like, oh, I gotta, I need this. to get mad, yeah. or I gotta, I gotta target exactly what Thomas did because it worked out for him, and then stay away from exactly what. But Thomas else did. didn't cry, right? And Kavanaugh cried. It's probably genuine. John Cornyn, senator from Texas, yeah. he started crying yeah. during Kavanaugh's forty-five minute soliloquy. <laughs> Look, I mean, what to finish my tweet, uh, what I said this morning is I just see a guy dodging question after question by bringing mm-hmm. forth evidence from a calendar and past basketball practices, which why? And I see a woman who sat down and gave a perfectly detailed and it, it, like painstaking detail of her sexual assault. Hey, Will. Hey. I like beer. I Have like you drank beer. beer before? I like beer. Okay. I, I still drink beer. Okay. And I will continue to like beer. I've never heard a word that, like, so unexpected, like, that would be brought up again like, and again what? and again. I couldn't believe it. I'm, wait. When this they're is talking actually about blacking a, this out. This is a Senate when they're committee about, hearing? When they're talking about blacking oh, out. When you hear, the one senator, I'm forgetting her name. I, 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 I don't I, know where exactly she's from. But the woman senator, Democratic senator. That like asked him about like blacking out or passing out, and he came back with the "Do you, you black out? Do you black out?" I was like, "Oh my god!" I was like, "This guy's off the walls." Like, do I want that guy? Like, temperament is supposed to be something that right. You look a in judge. a judicial nominee. Like, temperament's a big thing, right? His temperament is obviously off. I mean, horribly. Like, yeah, like that's not there for him, and like he obviously is a partisan hack. When he brought up like the Clintons and whatnot, and like literally every single Democratic senator is like trying to stay as far as possible from the Clintons, anyways. 
So yeah, I, I yeah, that was weird. Supposedly, oh, it's uh, Democratic Senator Amy Klobuchar from Minnesota. Yeah, I don't know how to pronounce her last name. Her, but supposedly <laughs> Kavanaugh. Here's the quote: "I shouldn't be laughing." I, it, no, no, it is funny. It's tough for me to feel like it. I should. He he, so she asked him like if he's ever blacked out and couldn't remember part of what happened while drinking. You're asking about blackout. Kavanaugh responded, I don't know. Have you? And she responds, could you answer the question, Judge? And he did not answer. Supposedly, I think they went to recess after that. Yeah. And uh, and supposedly, Judge Kavanaugh did apologize to her after, so that we should note that. Um, I, I don't know if it was in public hearing or what. I wasn't watching when that happened. But the whole thing. But even if you believe her or if you don't. Ford? Yeah. Doesn't matter in terms of looking at this process and knowing that it was completely like ridiculous. Like it yeah. didn't work, and it didn't work because no one like things got worse yeah. than what it was beforehand. And like you heard Rachel Mitchell, the prosecutor, say, like you know, she said in her last questioning to Doctor Ford, you realize that like. Like, you understand that this is not the best format for what I'm trying to do here right. in these five-minute increments. And I was like, oh, yeah, but, like, who who set up that process again? Oh, uh, uh, the people that hired you. Yeah. Like, like, you could have changed that yourself, and the people that hired you to do this messed it up. So the process in itself was bad. And I don't know how They've you really redo it. done a horrible job to this point. And I don't know what they're going to – I don't know what the hell is going to happen Right, when but it if comes they could, to an actual vote, if they could do it over, what what would have been different would with you, the prosecutor specifically, or the thing as a whole? I think the, thing the hearing as a whole. As a whole I don't know FBI, if it, I don't know just kind of being where we're at in the world of politics and kind of what's happening in Washington right now. I don't know what could they could change. So I would have probably like take those five minute segments, sure, combine four of them, make it a twenty minute segment. Oh, that 100%. It, but then it did not make the, sense. The way that they were doing it with five-minute increments of having people actually sit – or having her sit down and be able to question these people thoroughly, you can't do that in five minutes. Right, but then you're just having – also, then you're going to have 20 minutes of Democrats grandstanding, which I don't think is great either. Cory Booker gave – did you watch his speech today? No, I didn't. It was rather long. It was really – really well done and very good but i could see why people are getting the impression that there's a bit of grandstanding going on and also just a bit of kind of dragging He's these things for out president. We know of course this. he is but i think he talked for probably 20 minutes and and it was his closing remarks before he was planning to get up and leave uh before the final break before Jeff, uh, flake came back right so we have we talked about this yet with flake we haven't okay and that's kind of the biggest thing so probably should um i mean what flake did is essentially say i'm still going to push forward the nomination i feel like we're doing an actual radio show right now with that like let's give everybody let's give the people the updates but but the little more candid format but no flake pushed forward the nomination to say yes i'm still going to stick behind kavanaugh and if it comes to it we're going to nominate him but I do want a week delay on this vote so that the FBI can formally investigate it because he doesn't he said after he spoke with Chris Coons for I think close to an hour and there everybody knows they're 
good friends. Like if you're well versed, obviously, just in politics generally, and also you've been watching this, they're very close friends. Um, and Flake is a Republican, and Coons a Democrat. They spoke for I think about an hour, and then he came back and was also yelled at by women after by multiple women who were sexual assault survivors after he had made his choice to vote yes for the confirmation of Kavanaugh. And then he comes back and says, I want a week delay because I think that we need to be as fair as possible and to be as thorough as possible in finding out if these findings and what for, what uh, Christine Blasey Ford is saying is wholeheartedly true. So, so do you think that came out of the meeting with the swing voters? So like the four swing voters that we have right now yeah. are Flake, yeah. Murkowski, Collins, and surprisingly, Joe Manchin from West Virginia, who's a Democrat. Mm-hmm. And people were shocked when they heard that mm-hmm. those that Manchin but was part we of should that we should we should mention that the person who, in large part, has been considered the key swing vote Murkowski is Flake. Well, I think it's for this. Collins. I think Flake. I think once those two planted, kind of planted their flags in one of one of two of the camps. Not everybody was sure where Flake was going to lean, and then he finally made that call saying yes, and everyone said, "All right, we're screwed." And then I mean, literally was sitting here with Sarah Nallen, who is the internship coordinator or one of the internship coordinators for the communications department. She walks in, and she starts to read the read the screen, and she just goes, "Oh crap." Flake said yes. Yeah, but only to and, um, the committee. No, I know, but she didn't know that, and she just goes, "Why are we even still doing this then?" Because everyone figured once Flake had made his decision, this was basically done, and he was either in the Supreme Court or not. See, I think Flake, I think Flake can be like a almost like a leader out of these four, but also like he can also vote yes for Kavanaugh. Yeah, and as long as Murkowski and Collins, which vote, I think he know, still will, just because of the fact that he is. A Republican, right? And it's no. a partisan thing in that. See, I think he wants to stay away from the partisan stuff as much. Yeah, as possible. I would hope, he and sees... I think I think by calling for the delay and calling for but the he calls for the FBI hearing. I mean, the FBI investigation, which is huge. Yes, yeah, and I think that's the biggest difference because he's the only one of those four that is on yeah. the judicial committee. Right. So you know, like I, I, I think Murkowski and Collins are like are going to follow what Flake has to say. Um, but I think they're also they can vote differently in the flake. I think if Murkowski and Collins say yes, and so does Flake, then Manchin is part of the yes vote. Yeah, and if I they would. say no, if they all say no, like they're those four, I think are a group vote, except for maybe Flake. In other news, Trump signed a bill so that the government doesn't shut down. Oh, good. So there, there's something good that has happened today in Washington D.C. Generally, it's just ugh. when is this going to end? They have a whole week now to investigate. A whole week for Lindsey Graham to get his voice back and Kavanaugh to refill his eyedrop bottle. And that was that was kind of messed up. I'm sorry. <laughs> Might have to edit that out. <laughs> well, I mean, he kept pouring water like constantly. They had to get him new oh, water dude. bottles. There he But okay, what are you doing? Having water bottles the size of like I know, those are small. a pencil. Yeah, bring your own, bro. All right, it was like a golf pencil sized water bottle, and he's like, "Okay, let me put this here in the glass." And all right, move forward, please. Thank you. I, I this was sprung on me, Durbin. 
yeah, that that Durbin thing was pretty good. It was good. Durbin did well. He did a really nice job, and Booker did a nice job today too. And I think when Harris walked out, it said a lot. When all of them walked out, it said a lot. Each Democrat would speak, and then he'd be like, "And I am not going to take part in this." And then in the voting process, it was more of, I think, once they all came back to vote before Flake actually threw that wrench in the works and said, "We're not voting today." think they were all prepared to just be like all right that's it i mean kamala harris i think she tweeted something thank god for twitter nobody would have any freaking clue i didn't look at twitter at all what did she say i haven't looked at twitter during the hearing i did not look at twitter today oh Maisie hirono tweeted today um this morning senator kamala harris and i walked out of the judiciary committee Mark up on Brett Kavanaugh. This committee and the Republicans have tossed out all rules and norms to push Brett Kavanaugh onto the Supreme Court. We will not be a part of this sham. Setting a vote on Kavanaugh less than 24 hours after yesterday's testimony shows what a sham this process has been. I just refuse to vote and walk out. So. She was good, yeah. Senator Rono. I like her. I didn't really know that much about her before, but I think she's pretty good. But, like, I think a lot of them are fine. Yeah, but like, but then you just I, I watch it. and I'm like, all right, it's how just many a complete these, after, freaking after mess. The, after the it's mid- a complete it's a complete flaking mess. After the midterms, yeah. Yeah. nice, nice. That was impromptu too. I after the midterms, like how many of these how many of these people are gonna be running for president? <laughs> how many are we having? Like 20, 25, <laughs> 30? Like 25. We already have one that's running. Like a representative from like Maryland is already running. Confirmed. No, yeah, running for president. He already yeah. announced it. He's like got his campaign going and everything. Jeez, oh, no one knows jump. who he is, but he's like gonna run. Uh, speaking of, uh, well, not now speaking, but Will is a Viking. So, <laughs> oh, we're moving on just like that. Yeah. All right. All right. So you said I'm a Viking. We're back. You are a Viking. Okay. I mean, you're also a Bills fan, but you're a Viking. I mean, if we're going by blood, I technically am being from Iceland. I do have viking ancestors my brother's middle name is actually erickson for leaf erickson really yeah what's your middle name thorstein are you, thor yeah thor <laughs> thorstein yeah like thor stein like almost like, like it's, a German? it's it's well it's spelled stein s-t-e-i-n-n wow thor yeah. why don't you just say thor you should sometimes i sometimes thor. i definitely put a little bit of emphasis on that one well like like someone thor stain well, if someone asks like who your middle name is, what your middle name is, don't just say Thor. Maybe I will. Why? Why you include the other part? Because I don't want to lie. Why? But I, I people don't really care what your middle name is. I'm, I think that's I a hot take. Hey, I think a hot take is that middle names have very minimal significance. I don't have a middle name. You don't? No. Neither. Neither do both of my parents. Actually, one of my ex girlfriends didn't have a middle name either. Yeah. Yeah. Like people I talk to, like, like they just I didn't. Don't, I don't it, wasn't, know any, it wasn't a thing that their parents felt was necessary. Yeah, my sister doesn't have one either. And everyone I talk to outside of my family, like most of my family has middle yeah. names except mine. Like my cousins and my uncles and aunts. But like everyone outside of my family, I haven't met one person that doesn't have a middle name. That doesn't have a middle yeah, name? Yeah. I haven't I, met well, that person I feel like, But I don't care. I feel like it's a societal thing. People right. are just like, well, I, either I have to have a middle I, name. I, I, if I didn't have a middle name, I probably wouldn't care. I, I, th- I believe my middle name has some sort of significance with my father's father. Right, does Sean McVay have a middle name? I can look it up. Because? Because we're talking about the Rams and we're talking about football and because this is a sports podcast. Stick to sports, Will. Stick to sports. I can't. I, okay. Can we 
Can we talk about that for a second? What? Just really quick. Stick to sports. Like a two-minute thing. If any, but if I'm you say stick, stick to sports, past we're it. past it. Yeah, I don't think it matters anymore. What, the stick to sports thing? Yeah, I think people are, 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 don't really Are moving care. on? Because, like, the way I Let see Let me tell it, you, I am in a class, sports culture and communication, that probably should be called stick to sport or stick to sports question mark 101 l dash section i I find the best part of sports like that there's that nothing there that there is more to sports than sports watch a 30 for 30 oh my god how many how many of those are about the sport itself itself like not many not many at all like unless they're about like a great achievement but even like the like oj simpson stuff like or like uh, the Bo Jackson thing, like is the Bo Jackson thing might have been like the most heavy sports related, right? Because it, it was literally just was kind like of a, a shri- it was a shrine to right. Bo Jackson's career. But, but all the other ones are not like that. Speaking at all. of Sean McVay, I can neither confirm nor deny if he has middle name. Okay, right, whatever. Say. Rams uh, he offense. To, he went, I to, watched he went to Marist School. Yeah, but not in the high Brookhaven, school. Georgia. I thought he. I thought he went to Marist. I know so many people. <laughs> I was did. telling all my friends. So many people were saying, "Oh." Sean McVay's a Marist alum. How cool is that? His, no. his offense is like... That's unbelievable. When I was watching last night, and I've seen a bunch of Rams games, don't get me wrong, like, that offense You haven't like, or you have? No, I have. I have. Okay, yeah. I have. And I mean, I, the Rams are the most fun watch in football right now. So they I think they're the best team in the NFL overall. I agree. Um, the offense itself is like, oh, that's what we're going to be watching. And like almost every single team will, in 10 years from in now... Like, 10 years, maybe we'll look, five teams can, no. not every team, but teams well, are going to start to catch on. I mean, the rate on. that head coaches get fired, yeah, probably yeah. maybe five. But, like, by in 10 years, yes. And then I saw this quote from Jerry Jones today when I was <laughs> scrolling through my Twitter feed. And Sorry. he was Tuberculosis. And he was saying that, you know, like, we, we believe in Dak like we believe, and I'm obviously paraphrasing, like, like uh, the Rams believe in Jared Goff. There's no reason, like, why we can't have the same exact offensive output as the Rams do. Like, we're very similar. And I'm like, what? I'm like, I watch the Cowboys because they're on. Apparently, I'm, he hasn't watched football in six years. They have. They they're just playing. Uh, we're gonna play single back with a tight end on the line, three wide receivers out, and that's basically their offense. It's the most va- vanilla offense I've ever seen. Scott Lenahan is their offense coordinator, yep. and Jason Garrett, the clapper, we should be fired and. <laughs> Should have been Tomorrow fired. should have been fired many oh years ago. Oh my god, how is he not gotten fired? Did you watch? I don't know if have you ever watched All or Nothing, the Amazon football series? No, but I know what it is. It's good, and they did the Cowboys last year, and it, you I just it was w- the Cardinals. They did last year. Cardinals was the first season. Okay, they've done the Cardinals, the Rams, and now the Cowboys. Okay, and he is just like him and Jones. It's I feel like everything goes over their head. You you should see some of the the meetings. Every episode there will be like a meeting when they came back from the week before. To it might be the Monday morning or the Tuesday morning, whether or not they have a twenty four hour rule, I can't remember. They'll come back and be like, "All right, made a lot of crucial mistakes out there, and it's you know it's not it's not on anybody specific. I take all the blame, but it's on us." You should take all the blame. And I'm like, He's dude, of course coach. you. Number one, of course you should take all the blame. But number two, this they're yeah they're silently filming all or nothing, but this isn't. Friday Night Lights. Say something concrete and give me something actually to be hopeful about with your just absolutely abhorrent football team. I, I think he's a terrible coach. I'm gonna tell you I right now. I don't. I just. Fired. I just don't think uh, Dak Prescott's that good. I think he's fine. 
I just don't like that offense, and I don't understand. Well, the offense—it's hard to have a you don't offense, have quote unquote, when you don't have a wide receiver. Yeah, and, and like one wide receiver had an attitude problem, and they said goodbye. Well, like this, but it's not like he was good either, though. Like he wasn't not anymore. Yeah, okay, yeah, but he can't separate. Like that guy no. can't separate. And when I watch like a Rams offense, it's like, hey, we're gonna run jet sweeps uh, with Cup and Cooks <laughs> almost every play, and even if they go in motion for the jet sweep, yeah. like we can fake it, turn a screen out of that, and or we turn at that Robert screen. Woods, who's got a deep threat? Yeah, or else that's like a fake screen, shot. and the screen's going to the other side to Gurley. And that, like, I'm like, oh the amount of God. weapons that that team has is unheard of. They're they, best show on Turf 2.0. But they put, like, there's someone in motion yeah, every time. Every almost play. every play. And what that does. <laughs> Freaking Tyler Higby. But what it does is, like, it, it lets Goff know and it lets McVay know. They're like, oh, they're in zone, they're in man. Yeah. And when you put people in motion like that, and the jet sweeps are smart. And I don't even know, our, like, if that are, like, options. Um, those jet sweeps, like if Goff has the option to give it to them or not. But, like, when they run those, for some reason they work every time. Like, I'm confused. That's why how teams, they work every time? Or yeah, these teams like can't how just they, figure it out? Yeah, why defenses can't just figure it out? Would like, you say McVay is the best coach in NFL right now? No. Who would you say is the best coach in the NFL? Because I think Belichick is the best coach of all time. And McVay, like. And he's still active. So McVay had one game in the playoffs last year and they laid. Like, right. You know what? An egg. Yeah, like politically correct. So like, no, McVeigh is not the best coach in football. Okay. He's the best offensive mind in football. That's what I will say. He's the best OC. Oh, I completely agree. Look at what he did with the Rams a, a year after Jeff Fisher tried to dig their grave for him. Well, we all like. I mean, that, yeah, Jeff Fisher is like if you put an ostrich on there. the sideline and said, "Hey, talking to the if headset." Rex Ryan was the coach there, like, <sighs> but like, he would have been an upgrade from Jeff Fisher. You can't tell me no. Who Rex Ryan? Yeah, I actually. Uh, I called into the Dan Patrick show, I think, last summer or two summers ago. And I said, they were talking about like the most forlorn franchises. And I said, I think it's the Bills. It has to be in sports. Just the what, saddest. What, 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 the saddest. The what franchise? Forlorn. So what, are we, what is that like the, the exact saddest, definition? Just the saddest, most depressing so the Bills franchise. Are up there. And I said it was the Bills just because I'm a Bills fan and I've dealt with it for 20 years now. And I was just like, there's no way that there's any team that has dealt with the amount of pain we go to four super bowls and you lose them all okay but and, you then, alive and then patrick in goes patrick says to me as he's hanging up on me <laughs> yeah but you hired rex ryan and rex ryan's not a coach <laughs> and i was like oh okay so, appreciate the time dan so those four franchises let's talk about them right now because i think that's interesting are the vikings there vikings where in that conversation the best one of the most forlorn, whatever you Forlorn? Think. Yeah, whatever the word you want to use. You're an editor and a writer, and you don't know what that word means? <sighs> no, it's fine. I'm, I'm just bad kidding. with English language. It's fine. Yeah, that's good. You know, it's not like you have to use it every day for the rest of your life. Uh, I They could be. I mean, they haven't had they haven't won a, a real... Have they ever won a Super Bowl? I don't think they have. And Minnesota on its own, the city of Minnesota... Yeah, the city of Minnesota's has, sports landscape yeah, is not great. depressing. Uh, so, like, I would Minnesota say the Vikings, Vikings the Bills, the Browns... <laughs> The Vikings have won NFL championship in 1969 before the league's merger with the AFL, so now they don't have a Super Bowl. 1969? The Jets won in 67, right? Uh, I thought it was 69 or 67. Well, the Vikings won in 69. Are you sure? That's what it says. <laughs> Wikipedia. Never wrong. Are you sure? The internet doesn't tell you lies. Some would say. The Jets, 1968 were the NFL champions. So, so it's not a Super Bowl, but they're NFL champions at one point in time. 
That's a, what are you talking about? It's a Super Bowl. NFL champion. Wait, when was the first Super Bowl? The first Super Bowl was 1966. Oh, that's right. And the Packers okay. won the first yeah, two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jets won the third one. So, yeah. The, so, the Vikings the won the fourth one. one. The Vikings had the fourth. Yeah, okay, yeah. so. I'm an idiot. I say Jets, Vikings, Bills, and then, like, the fourth one, Jets, Vikings, Bills, Browns. Yeah, I mean, the, the, I think that was the argument that they were making, and I don't want to go far, too far into the woods with this. You know what like, the best part of that is? What? Is that two of them are in the same division as Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually. Which is probably why they're amongst the most so, forlorn. Okay, you watched the game last night. Like, yeah. Vikings have supposedly a really good defense. On paper, they do. On paper, they do. And yeah, last year, they paper, were last paper, year they the best defense. On paper, the they have one of the best defenses in the league. And in real life, they give up 27 points to Josh Allen. So, yeah, but like, what's up with that? Like, I think Mike Zimmer is a really good coach. I think like, Mike Zimmer is one of the back? five best coaches in the NFL right now. Right, so like, but they can still win the North. Like, one hundred percent, they Rogers, probably still will. The Rod- Bears, the Bears are so confusing oh and so God. odd. It they they are a quarterback away from actually being a ten and six football team. But they're a quarterback away, and they literally drafted Trubisky <laughs> last year. Traded one pick with up, number two pick. They drafted. they had the third pick, and Deshaun no one Watson, was going to take him. Deshaun Watson went before him. Mahomes, I mean, after him, Mahomes and Mahomes. It was just I bad. have I have a, a lot of money writing on Mahomes do you? to win the MVP. Oh my god! Why would you do that? I did it after it's week really one. Really spontaneous. The odds, after week one, the odds were too good. They were what were they at the time? I'm trying to remember. Oh, plus twenty five hundred. Oh my god, that's a good cash out. Me and my buddy went in on it, and we were like, "All right, this is definitely an overreaction." Of course, but he's. Continue. Well, we looked at it and we were like, Breeze. And at the time, we were like, Breeze just lost yeah. to Tampa Bay. Rodgers looks like he's playing on a torn ACL. Brady can't win it. And Brady has no weapons. Who else, as of right now, who would we even say? Fitzpatrick? So that's the one person I'm worried about a little bit. But, like, come on. Like, Is he actually going to win like, no. yeah, like I mean, he, he had a bad half last week, and people right. were already like, he's, all right, where's Jameis Winston? So he's, like, going to regress. And the other guy I was scared about was Gurley, but it looks like what we saw last night from Rams, like, they threw five touchdowns. Yeah. I mean, Gurley caught one. I think, but like, I think they could be much more of a passing team I think than golf, they actually are a running team. Golf has a better chance of winning the MVP than Gurley does right now. 100%. Um, Breeze I'm still scared about. Okay. I mean, it's – Obviously, way too early, but right. At the but same like, time. who who else is in that conversation? Because it's all it's like a whole season award. And usually, this is gonna like I'm very confident right now about Mahomes, and I shouldn't be, but I am. I love that offense, and I think they're gonna win the AFC. All right. I need that money too. I wouldn't be I'm, surprised if I'm they a, did win. I'm a poor college kid. <laughs> I need that money. A poor college kid whose time in college ends in December. Yes, exactly. So yeah, you you. By fe- like, but maybe by, by February, once you're on Christmas money. break, by February, yeah, you get that, that, upside. that upside money. I would jump on the train with you. I would. I, but the odds are not that good anymore because he must be the favorite. Anymore, I haven't looked at you, them you since. You hopped on him at a good time. I, yeah, and like Jimmy Garoppolo had better odds than him. Yeah, and look where we are now. Yeah. Like, well, worse odds, I guess. However you want to see it, but I think sure. he was like plus yeah. like fifteen hundred. No, plus like two thousand maybe. And Rogers was the favorite. I think he was like plus eight hundred at the time. Rogers, won even the after the injury though. Too. Roger, that's because everybody well, just always assumes. So, did you remember that week one interview after 
the game where he came back. What's wrong? What been so sauced? What's uh, what's wrong? Uh, my knee, my knee, <laughs> my knee. Uh, you're a little banged up. How many drugs do you think they put in that guy? Copious amounts. What the hell? Like a lot. So I've been thinking about this too. Well, how could you not? If you actually just tore your ACL, which Jerry's still out, I'm worried we, about what they're putting in. We him. don't know. I mean, he looked bad last week. Yeah, but you see him trying to run like for a first down. I'm just like, dude, just just take the sack, just go down, just go down. Does it? What, what's worse, he takes the sack and somebody hits his knee, or he well, runs for a first down yeah. and runs I mean, out of bounds. I know he's not a running quarterback, but like, uh, I he's saw a pretty good running quarterback. He's not well, okay, dominantly for running. who I'm about to compare him to. Oh, okay. Who are you about to compare him to? Like, I, I'm scared of like what happened to RG three. Mm, okay, just, just continuous, continuous regression due to the fact that he just got hurt every single year. No, in that playoff game when he obviously like. Oh, when he just up noticeably ACL, hurt and just Shanahan, continued playing? Shanahan put yeah. him back well, out there. I wouldn't and then say on Mike. That grass, which the Packers have a grass field too, yeah. and it's about, the winter is about to start, and it's the grass is going to get cut up. because that. And they played the Bears, the Rebels. 600 yeah. and a half years old. And the, the Bears stadium, Soldier Field's not that great of a field either. They're going to play there. And, and what happened to RG3 on that grass where his foot just, you saw what happened to his knee, just went out. Right. And he was never the same. So that's what I'm scared about with Rodgers. Like, I want Rodgers. For I want good Rodgers for like another four years, and if that gets taken away from me, I'm gonna be really mad because he's the best quarterback in football when he's on his game. I would agree with you, hundred percent. I don't except, see how except, I can't. Except Mahomes, Mahomes, baby, Mahomes. <laughs> Come on. Dude, I'm on the Mahomes bad way. I don't see how way. you couldn't be. I text my have bu- through three weeks. Me and my buddy text about Mahomes. We went on the bet together, and me and him talk about Mahomes almost every day. We just send like a text almost every day. Capitalize, Mahomes. So far in the 2018 season, which is three games long, he has a passer rating of 137.4. I don't care about the passer. No, I think I that's know. the most that's ridiculous stat of the world. He What's has 800, 896 yards passing yards and 13 touchdowns and no picks and no picks, no right? interceptions. I think that's the craziest part. He's no pick. He's crazy freaking accurate, man. He's he right now for the season is sixty seven percent accurate. So, so there, uh, there was a pretty good. There was a Nick Foles season when he played for the Eagles, but before, like before the Wentz era. Yeah, where I think Andy like Reed, before he went to Arizona was, or whatever. Right, when Reed was the coach of the Eagles, and Foles had like. Yeah. 27 touchdowns and, like, two interceptions. such game. a good year. Yeah. I, I remember what you're talking you about. You remember that year? Yeah. I don't remember the specific year, but I know well, Reed was the coach. I have this handy-dandy thing they like to call oh, a... No. Uh, was, Kelly might have been the coach. Kelly might have been the coach. It might have been Kelly's first year. But I know Foles had, like, 27 touchdowns and, like, two interceptions. And this seems like the same exact thing where, like, Mahomes is going to have to... So, like, part of the reason why we did this with Mahomes was because we knew that Chiefs defense is terrible. And he's going to have to keep scoring points over and over and over again because a team like what happened with the Steelers, they're just going to come back because that Chiefs defense is awful. That secondary is terrible. Right. So they can pass on them. And Mahomes is going to have to put up like 38 points almost every game. To to confirm, actually, it was Chip Kelly and it was a 27 touchdown, two interception season. Wait, I got that like on point. Like on point. 27 touchdowns and two interceptions? 2,891 yards. I, I deserve a participation <laughs> trophy. He had like a three-year stretch. He was good. 
where he he threw for two thousand yards, two three straight seasons, two thousand over two thousand yards. One well, was two thousand yards is nothing. I know, but for a guy who in those seasons he played thirteen games, eight games, and eleven games. Okay, yeah, includes games. Yeah, I mean, I'd rather see like his yards per game instead because he's playing his yards per game. He's playing, playing yards per games. game in 2013. He passed for 222.4. Yeah. 2014, the year after, he had 700 less total yards, but 270 per game. And the following year, can we, can 186. We talk, can we talk about our boys? So I have a son. Who's our boys? You have a son. Oh, yeah. How, how's 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 Joshy? My son, Josh, did well last week. I was really proud of him. Is this parent corner? If, <laughs> not, not yet. Okay. Not yet. All right. Uh, brought to you by absurd amounts of Gatorade. Just tell me how he is. How's he's no, he's fine. He, he went he went out there uh, last week, and I he play, he was playing the uh, the Vikings. Which uh, they're kind of the favorite in his league, and um, he was pretty nervous about it. But uh, he went out there, and he—were you proud of him? I was extremely proud of him. But like, how do you keep his? So when he comes back to you, so when he comes game, home, yeah, when he comes home, and like you want to keep him level because he must be like over the moon right now. How do you keep? How do you, you keep know, him level? Surprisingly, he's actually. I mean, obviously, he was excited. It was his first big game. Uh, Played really well, had three total touchdowns. Um, actually, it's funny for uh, every every touchdown is a scoop of ice cream after dinner. Oh, wow. So his favorites. So were you were you scared when you know he does he gets in the playground and he does just flips in the air and and hurdles you know. Well, when he hurdled that, I his were mother freaking could have torn my arm off with how hard she was digging into it and freaking she's terrified. Uh, no, but I was proud of him. I he made the did right you, play for you, himself. What did you say to him after? Did you tell I, him I to just do it again? I just told him no. I said, "How about that hurdle, buddy?" And he said, "Who are you?" And so, then he got on the bus, and my fantasy ended right there. Some, someone's um, going to take when they do that. I don't know who it is going to be, but someone's going to get a helmet. In oh, hundred percent! Right, nuts. right in the nuts, or yeah, like the kid. They'll pull it's going it. to end old. Remember like when no Antonio Brown tried to jump over the the Browns punter, punter and, and kicked like, him in oh the face? My God, cleats, yeah. That's uh, no, but my son, he did well last week. I was happy for him, and he's been pretty level-headed. Uh, LaShawn McCoy loves him. Did you have any which and, and and everybody knows how uh, before that game how, how, how a great judge of character LaShawn McCoy is. Um, so <laughs> it's good that he oh likes my, my son. I as a Jets fan, role model. As a Jets fan, like I'm like I'm in complete misery, and then like I look Why? over to the Bills, and I'm like. <laughs> Could be worse. But like, the same already, record right now, so No, no, I'm not talking about now. I'm talking about more like history wise. Oh well yeah. Absolutely. I mean we haven't made an AFC championship with Buffalo. I don't know, but you guys, made, I mean, you guys still made the playoffs last year. Yeah. Do you think McDermott's a good coach? Or no? I think he Yeah, I think I mean I think he is with the sample size that we have right now. I think Bowles and him are in the same camp. I think they're I, I think they're that's a, a very good comparison because I think Bowles gets a bad name simply because his team has just been historically bad. I disagree. I you think, don't like him, so I don't. I don't know. So I'm, everyone I, tells me that I have to like Bulls. Everyone's like, "Hey, Bulls is a good coach." And then, I don't think he's bad. And then I don't know if I would say he's good. And then I'm like, I watch. I'm like, bad. I'm like, what? Is, what exactly does Bulls do? <laughs> I'm not exactly sure. Because it's not like this defense is like 
what he had in Arizona either. Like, it's not like they're blitzing, like, all the time and whatnot. But, like, I was we were, I was watching the Rams offense last night. Yeah. And I got a text from a, another fellow miserable Jets fan. And he goes, we got, we got a fireball. Nick Rudswitz? Yeah. yeah Nick, Actually? Nick, yeah, it was Rudsy. <laughs> Rudsy texts me and he goes, he goes, we got a fireballs. We got a fireballs. I go, dude, it's Why? The, it's a third week and it's Thursday night and we're not playing. What what's going on right now? He's like, I'm watching the Rams offense and it's like, we're never gonna be that. I'm like, okay, but like Bulls is like a defensive coordinator. Like, what does he have to do with this? He's like, Yeah, I know, but like let's just let's just fire him and hire like some new OC. Right. He's like he just look he, I, he doesn't no, think Beats is any good. Okay. I think that I think unless you have a really, really, really good defense that is going to be the absolute anchor of your team and is going to be what pushes you towards supremacy in the NFL, you should not hire a defensive coordinator. I agree. I was, oh, okay, so this is what me and Rudzi ended up okay. talking about. We're like, if you're not hiring Mike Zimmer yeah. or like a Wade Phillips, yeah, don't hire DC. That's why Wade Phillips does really well as a defensive coordinator in When LA. he's a defensive coordinator, it's like stupid. But with Dallas... You're not going to be very he good. He wasn't that bad. He's Dallas. not bad, but at the same time, he didn't have a good defense. He had DeMarcus Ware and Sean Lee for six games a year. And then... It wasn't It wasn't that bad of defense. I just think problem, his problem there was more of like... There has been worse. Who, who, who but, was the GM? Who, who was the GM? Jerry Jones. Like, yeah. Wade Phillips like, was the head coach of the Bills when they went to the Super Bowl, right? Or no? No. Who was he that? Marv Levy. What was Wade Phillips? He took some... He, he was the Bills coach, I think, in the early 2000s. Okay. Or late nineties. Besides the phone, like OC, I, I'm yeah. hiring OC. You have to hire an OC unless you have. I'm trying to think. Like if you have Texans defense back when JJ Watt was in, still in his prime. But Wade or, Phillips was the defensive coordinator when that was happening. That's true. <laughs> like Wade, Wade Phillips was the defensive coordinator when 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 JJ Watt. No, I'm was talking like, about head coach right now. Yeah, head coach. Your head coach should not be. All right, the 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 Broncos defense in the year that they beat uh, the Panthers in the Super Bowl wasn't that Wade Phillips too? Was that he was... the head coach of the team? No, what Gary Kubiak was. But you're talking about when Broncos won the Super Bowl with Peyton. Yeah, yeah, Gary Kubiak. Yeah, but I'm was talking the about head coach. Right, your head coach should not be a defensive freaking mastermind unless you have a phenomenal defense. Because even the best defensive coordinators that become coaches can't just make a good defense out of thin air. Right, so like I the think, Bills gave up forty three points to the Ravens. Right, so week I, one, but I also see I also see the smart teams in the NFL like doing this and realizing this. Like the Bears hired Nagy, the Forty Niners sure. hired Shanahan, right? Uh, Rams hired who I love actually. Rams hired Sean McVay. Right. These who are I love all even more. these are all offensive coordinators. Eagles hired Doug Peterson. Yeah. Like, these are all offensive coordinators that like the Colts. Like, the Colts have. A little bit Frank of faith Reich, in Frank Reich, but like I don't, which like, I don't, I don't think that was like Frank Reich, honestly, because I, I think, think that was, was best best guy out there. At I that think time. that was Peterson and this guy named Di Filippo, mm-hmm. um, who was the quarterbacks coach, and now mm-hmm. for the Eagles, and now he's the uh, offensive coordinator for the Vikings. Di Filippo, yeah, yeah, Di Filippo, yeah. um, and like, Shermer, now right? He's but in like, New York. unless you're hiring like a guy like Mike Vrabel, who like, mm-hmm. I think is gonna be a good head coach. Oh, I think he's really good already. He's a leader. Yeah, he's. But like when I see Bulls, it's evidence. When I see Bulls and McDermott, I'm like, what do they? What do they do? What, they, what exactly do? And I'm not saying firing Bulls like Rudzi was saying, <laughs> but like, I just wanna. He's saying that like he wants to fire Bulls because he sees where like McVeigh's. I would fire him today because he sees where 
McVay's bringing the next offense, right. next generation of the next offense, and he sees that Bates is not doing it. Bates is more of a West Coast guy. But I think that just takes time. No. Look at where the Rams no. were four years ago when Todd Gurley came into the league. They were horrible. But, like, the, if the Jets win, like, six or seven games this year, like, I don't see them firing Bulls. And I don't see them firing Bates even because I think Bulls likes Bates. What, at what point in time does mediocrity become something that you just can't live with anymore? Because Bulls, yeah, if he wins seven or eight games this year, he might not get fired. But he's been winning seven or eight but games. He also for has the five years. He also has the Jeff Fisher syndrome where it's like you just hey, can't get better. No, you have a rookie quarterback. Mm-hmm. Hey, we just drafted a rookie quarterback. Right. You got to give me time with the rookie quarterback. Why are you firing me? It's the first year rookie quarterback. Well, they didn't. They had a different. <laughs> they had, God bless you. Uh, they had a different um, sample size with Jeff Fisher than they do with Bowles as a head coach because Fisher had had horrible stretches as a head coach. In the heard, past. Like, Jeff Fisher's <laughs> best year as a head coach was with the Tennessee Titans when they went 13-3. and three. I can't remember when. And Kerry Collins was the Albert, quarterback. Albert Hainsworth here. Yeah. Yeah. No, I remember that. That was they his best really year. Good. They were really good. And they, I think they lost in the first round that, of the playoffs. Oh, that was also the Chris Johnson year. When exactly, he when he ran 2, for 2,000 yards. yards. So but, like... like but Fisher, huh? I thought Fisher was going to keep his job because Goff was a rookie. I didn't think he was going to keep. But Les Snead seems like the smartest, like one of the smartest guys in the, in the NFL yeah. as a GM, yeah. and he fired him and hired that. Big. Imagine going from Fisher to McVeigh. Like that's crazy. That's a glow up if I've ever seen one. Oh my god! But like, I also don't see if you're like what Reggie was saying. Uh, like, who's the next guy? Like who's the next offensive? Who's the next offensive coordinator to go is somewhere? Felipe, like is it DiFilippo? I mean, probably he's got the Vikings job. You would think it'd be McDaniel's, but you've been thinking that for ten years. You would say like the next the offensive coordinator for the Rams, but the offensive coordinator right. from the Rams last year is now the offensive coordinator. Excuse me for the for the Titans. Right. I think his name's Lafleur. Lafleur. It's something French. So I don't know who the uh, the Rams OC is right now, but like. In reality, it's Sean McVay. Like he's calling the plays, he's sure. designing the plays. Like, I, if I'm if I'm the next team, I'm looking. I'm always looking well, if at if who Andy Reid's guy is. If like, we go through Andy it, right? Reed's I mean, well, OC. who's Andy Reid's? It's Eric Bieniemy, and I don't know who, who is. he is. So right now, but I would hire him yeah. tomorrow. Right now, in the AFC, the offensive coordinators are Brian Dable, Doyle Leggins. Or Loggins, Josh McDaniels, and Jeremy Bates. That's the East. Uh, then you have Mar- Marty. Oh, oh, but oh, yeah. Morning I forgot Mc- McDaniels, but like, who's. Is anyone going to offer that guy a job after what happened last no, year? But also, no. But he just wants to continue sitting on Belichick's lap. Like, but like, I don't. Why wouldn't that fact do matter? That? You want to be the next head coach for the Patriots after Belichick leaves? You want that? You want that. No, you're getting fired the second you go nine and seven. But like the pl- also the the players are gonna be like, oh, like you're not Belichick. No, whoa. There's no weird. way you can replicate what he did. That's why I think that the Patriots have to just dis- disseminate as soon as Bill Belichick. But it sounds it like quits. because supposedly the reports are coming out that McDaniel's is now getting paid like head coach money. He is. So that's 100%. as an offensive coordinator, which makes him the highest paid one. So it sounds like he's the succession plan. Well. Here's somebody who might have a job later this season, but still with the team that he's currently employed by, Todd Haley. I don't know if he's the next, but I 
don't see how much longer they can stick so with I, I love Hugh Todd Jackson. The hard, hard knocks, like, oh, star in my heart. When, when Hugh Jackson said, th- essentially a variation. Good job, you blanking kicker. Not even that. When he said, a, basically a variation of Captain Phillips, I'm the captain now. Like the Somalian <laughs> pirate who has a AK pointed at Tom Hanks, Captain Phillips, and just says, I'm the captain now. Hugh Jackson is the Somalian pirate with the AK pointing it at Todd Haley saying, I am the captain, but it's not a now. It's always because I'm the king and this is my throne. And when you have your own throne, you can treat your kingdom as you wish. So I think that everyone. That what watch, the word I can't say on this podcast. I think that everyone that watched that show realized how bad of a coach Hugh Jackson is. And I'm wondering if John Dorsey also thinks that, but like <laughs> he shouldn't have a job if he doesn't think that. I also think Todd Haley is not like a head coach in this league mm. anymore. I think he's a above average offensive coordinator. I don't see him as a head coach, but I would fire Hugh Jackson. And you know who do I would hire from the Browns? It's very obvious. Don't say Greg Williams. Oh come on, man. Oh my God, Greg Williams is great too. No, Lincoln Riley. I would hire Lincoln Riley. Ah. If the Jets were to fire Bulls after this year, I would want... That'd be interesting. I want Lincoln Riley. That'd be really interesting. That'd be fun. Can you imagine Lincoln Riley and Baker Mayfield on the same sideline again? They're just fun to watch, honestly. But if I'm Lincoln Riley, do I want that job? No. Absolutely not. Right. So college, A college job at a prominent university is so much more attractive than an NFL job yeah. at I a lower-tier team. Mean, slave labor always is. <laughs> I don't know if you can call it slave labor when I guarantee he's making an absurd amount of money from well, that school I'm, and their revenue and their advertising revenue and all sorts of crap. Well, I mean, his players. Oh, his players, sure. Yeah, yeah he's, I he's guess. definitely. Yeah, slave labor's great. He's, he's uh, the master. Not the, well, okay, I mean, to kind of continue with the offensive... But I think the only talk, reason I think the only reason he would go Browns is because of Baker. Like, they, yeah. they wouldn't want oh, to... Like, Jets would have no chance, and he would only go because, hey, Baker's there. Sure. Okay. But I think that makes the, sense. Who are the other OCs? So it's... Like I said, Bills, Dable, Dolphins, Loggins. I don't even know how no, to say that. Gase has that. McDaniels, bla- and whatever. McDaniels, block. Uh, Jeremy Bates is the Jets. No shot. Uh, he might get fired. Uh, probably. <laughs> Those, the play calling the last game was bad. Really, it was really, really bad. bad. Really bad. Uh, the Ravens is Marty Morn- Morningweg. Yeah, oh Marty Morningweg. Check that That's guy's Wikipedia one day. It is. I'll look at it right oh now. Oh, my God. Uh, he used to be Andy Reid's guy, too, in, in uh, Philadelphia. He was the head coach of the Lions from 01 to 02 and the Eagles offensive coordinator from 06 to 2012. Right. And then once right. like Andy Reid went to the Chiefs, he yeah. didn't take Morningweg with him and Oh, that's right. and retook the offense. Yeah. And was basically like was like, "Oh, like I can do this way better than Morningweg can." <laughs> and like you see the results. <laughs> Bill Lazor for the Bengals, Todd Haley, like I said, Randy Fickner for the Steelers, yeah, Bill O'Brien for the Texans, which well, still doesn't make sense. Wait, to me. what? Bill O'Brien is the Texans' offensive coordinator and the head coach. And the head coach. That's like a Belichick thing where he does like that's a definitely Belichick thing because I mean obviously he was. It's a like when guy. when Trump gets tired of Pence, he's just gonna be like, "What? I got this." No, but Belichick does it with his defense. Oh no, yeah, he, like Patricia was the defensive coordinator. He was, he was a def- defensive proxy. No, but he was. He's like, when there's problems, he, I want you to go talk to him. But Brian Flores, right. Who's the linebackers coach last year? Oh, that's right. Yeah, he's he now had, doing. Yep. He's, he calls the plays for the defense, right? But he doesn't have the title as no. the D coordinator, right. just the, the linebackers coach. Uh, so O'Brien for the Texans, Nick Sirianni for the Colts. He ain't getting a job. 
Oh, uh, Nick Sirianni? Yep. I think he might have been the wide receiver. He was the wide receiver coach in, for the Eagles? For the Chargers last two years. Oh, I think he also was the offense. I think they f- he might have been. The offensive coordinator I recognize for the Chargers the for a little bit. Nathaniel Hackett for the Jaguars. He's good. I like Nathaniel Matt Hackett. LaFleur for the Titans. Bill Musgrave LaFleur, for the Broncos. So LaFleur is the guy we talked about with the Eagles. I mean, with the, the, Rams. Sorry, the Rams. Yeah. Like, that guy might get yeah. it. Pen- he could. I don't know. Actually, I think it's shocking that you'd go from last year, you're the offensive coordinator because he didn't call the in place. LA. Now I guess, yeah, that that makes sense. And Rabel has, the yeah, help. he's not going to play. The thing is, like Mariota and Grabert, right. yikes, <laughs> that's a tough blow. Uh, we talked about Bienemy, uh, Ken Wisenhunt, which I just don't really. Care. Where is he at? The Chargers. Was he the head coach of the Chargers at one point? He was the head coach of the Titans from 2014 to 15. Well, oh, he's been the offensive coordinator for the Chargers before, though. He has. That's he, well, he was the head coach of the Cardinals from 2007 to 2012. Oh, he was a Steelers OC. He was Cardinals the head. Titans head coach from 2014 to 2015. He Greg was, Olson's okay, in yeah. Oakland. And then in the NFC, it's Linehan. Wait, 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 wait. Did Ken Wisenhunt bring the Arizona Cardinals to, the, to the Super Bowl? Oh, yes, he did. Yeah. When they played the Steelers. Yeah. What? <laughs> well, I don't think you could say Ken Wisenhunt did. I would say it was... Prime Larry Fitzgerald and nearing the end of his prime, Kurt Warner. So yeah, end of his prime. I mean, probably end of his prime. End of his he, career. I think it was two years later. Was it two years later, or was that the year that he just that he hung he it up? Hung actually, it up. didn't he? Was he right after the Super Bowl? I think Maybe. it might have been. It's but, the way to go out. Ken was in Hunt. Hmm. Yeah, hmm. that's a name you wouldn't hmm. even think. All right, who else? Uh, Cowboys Linehan. Yeah, uh, stinks. Yeah. That old coaching staff got fired. They're all going to get fired. Uh, Giants Shula. Um, Yikes. Eagles Mike Grow. Well, Shula probably doesn't call the plays. It's probably no, it's Shermer. Shermer. And then who's uh, the other guy? Mike Grow. He was the Eagles wide receiver coach last year. Got promoted when Wright left. Right. That's the guy yeah. I was talking about. I yeah. wonder if that's Al Groh's son. Do you know who Al Groh is? Who's Al Groh, Marco? Um, he was the Patriots offensive coordinator uh, under Belichick. No, wait. What was he? I'm forgetting. But he had something to do with Parcells and Belichick as an yeah, assistant he is. coach. First, he was hired as an assistant for his father, Al, who was, was head coach OC or DC? in 2000. I think DC. I don't know. I think he was a linebacker's coach, and then DC and whatnot. So what he's up? in Philadelphia. Not his son, though. Matt, no. Okay. No, it is his son. Oh. It's Al Gross' son. It is Al Gross' Yeah, that's son. what I just said. Oh, huh. yeah, right. He hired him as an assistant nice. in 2000 when he was the head coach of the Jets. Okay, so Al Gross' son yeah. is in the NFL. Yeah. Nice. Not only, but he's the uh, offense coordinator the defending Super Bowl champions. Well, Doug Peterson uh, is. <laughs> Matt Cavanaugh, Redskins. I don't know that, that ain't is. doing anything. Uh, yeah, he's uh, not calling plays. Mark Helfrick for the Bears. He was Oregon's head coach for the last four years. I know him. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That's he interesting. Was, uh, Jim Bob, he wasn't good Jim Bob Cooter. Oh, Jim Bob. Is uh, offensive coordinator for the Lions. Uh, who he was the quarterback coach so for like, 2014 so, 15. Supposedly, like, him and Stafford are, like, best friends. And the only reason why, like, Patricia didn't get rid of him was because Stafford was like, you can't get rid of my guy. <laughs> Stafford was like, listen, dude, everyone knows you suck. But if you every- check Twitter this week, you suck. And if you don't know, go on social media, and it'll tell you you suck. You can't get rid of my but, coach. But if he's that good of a coach, then why does everyone know his plays? Who? Jim Bob? Yeah, the Jets knew his plays from what Stafford would call well, out. The Lions are just not a good team. I think they're not bad. What? They don't they haven't had a running game in a millennium. Carry on Johnson? 
stop. I no. Like I mean, he was playing my Jets. Uh, not my Jets. He was playing who? Oh, Pats. Yep. Lost a lot of money there, too. Stop betting on sports. <laughs> the teasers kill me. I can't. I just can't bet on sports. I pay. I pay a ridiculous amount of attention to the odds to the point where I'm like, this is. I find this interesting. But as soon as you get into an actual money conversation, I'm like, I'm out. And last night I lost five dollars because I bet that uh, we were playing Mario Kart in my house, and my housemates' girlfriend came over with her housemates. And he bet me, he goes, I bet you five bucks they all use the wheel. Because we all use the control. It would do we. Yeah, so we all use the control and the nunchuck. Bunch of rookies. Who? Of, no. The, yeah. The and they walk in and we're using the nunchuck. They're like, what are you doing? And we're like, what are you talking about? And we, we, there was no prompting involved. You couldn't be like, what controller do you guys want to use? Yeah. They had to just do it themselves. And whatever they chose, obviously one of us would get five bucks. And I'll be damned if they don't freaking pick up that goddamn wheel and are like wait why is there a nunchuck and i'm like god are you surprised really i don't know i was i had some sort of hope i, I can't use a wheel i just think patricia is a really bad coach he but i think that coach. offense is super talented i think they would be if stafford actually played like himself i a couple of years ago i Kenny galladay pick him up pick him up boys a couple of years ago i pre- i predicted that at one point in time Stafford would be the highest paid quarterback in the NFL. That came true, but I also predicted but every quarterback. Is yeah, be the at, at some point, quarterback at some point in their career, Goff will be probably yeah, next. Yeah, but like the, uh, you have to wait another two yeah. years, um, three years. But two, I also two predicted years. that he'd be an MVP and a Super Bowl champion by the end of his career. Hey, you want to know who's going to be MVP after this year? Patrick Mahomes. Mahomes, and, and you're going to be a, probably a good amount of money richer. And then Joe Philbin. It's going to pay for all my college debt. <laughs> Joe Philbin's in Green Bay. DeFilippo, like we said, is in Minnesota. Steve Sarkeesian. Which, oh, Steve Sarkeesian. That guy is incredible. Fire him right reason, now. The reason that. Fire him right now. lost the Super Bowl. Uh, North, Someone's North gonna Turner hire in Carolina. Someone's going to hire Steve Sarkeesian as a coach in the NFL. Probably. And I am going to laugh so hard and put all my money against him. Every single game. The last two Alabama offensive coordinators oh, are in the Dabble, NFL now. Because Dabble. Bills, yeah. Bills guy. Wait, well, Sarkeesian was in the offensive coordinator, In 2016. For Alabama? Yeah. Oh, and, then, and then they and hired then, him for the year, and then they lost the Super Bowl. That was his first year as OC. So Dabble. After Shanahan left. The Brian Dabble, the, the bald, big, fat guy. That's Brian Dabble. Yeah. Right? Okay. Don't you Sh- dare disparage him, Mike. I'm shocked that he left Alabama, though. For the Bills job. Right. <laughs> what I, are you like, doing? Like, I saw that was happening. I was like, that doesn't make any sense. But all right. Not really. Is that a, did we cover everyone? No. We got eight left, I think. So <laughs> Eight left. Norm Turner is uh, in yikes. Carolina. Yikes. Okay, but he actually reformed that offense a little right. bit. They're pretty nice. good. Um, Pete Carmichael. Uh, oh, but he doesn't in New call Orleans, the yeah, he so he doesn't call the place. He doesn't place. call the place. Uh, Todd Monken. He's been there forever. Yeah. Todd Monken is in Tampa Bay. He was a Southern Miss head coach from 2013 to 15. I don't know How about that, that for a resume. Me neither. Because I think Cutter calls the plays, doesn't he? Probably. He was the OC. Yeah. And Mike McCoy is in Arizona. He calls the plays. Yeah. Um, well, that offense, though. So Mike McCoy has a reputation of – he was Tebow's guy, OC yeah. in Denver. Right. Has a reputation of, like – Turning the offense and molding it for his players, mm-hmm. and he that hasn't happened. He doesn't realize that 
David Johnson's on his team. <laughs> like David what? Johnson's career is going to get pummeled into the ground simply because of the doing? coaching staff that he's playing under right doing? now. I, they hired Steve Wilkes, and I was like, it's oh. a horrible hire. I was like, oh, it's probably like, the worst head coach hire of the offseason. That's like Maris hiring John Dunn, the most boring, <laughs> the most boring hire in the world. He says dude a lot. Who? John Dunn. Yeah. When we first talked to him last year, he was like, dude, uh, really excited to get into things. And, um, like, All right, bro. Good to yeah. meet you. Uh, when you need to hire a, a, a search firm to find a guy. <laughs> Zip that, recruiter. That is, a, that is a coach in your own division and oh. coaches for St. Peter's. You're, uh, you're, you're wasting your money there. Let me put it like that. Come on, Maris. Uh, yeah, and then the Rams have Cromer and Shane Waldron who are tag-teaming it when they don't even call the plays. Cromer and who? Shane Waldron. For what team? The Rams. They were, oh, but, they were, McVay coaches. I mean, yeah, they, Cromer, I think, is the offensive line offensive coach. Line, well, Cromer was the offensive line coach in 2017 to now. So, yeah, it's just they're kind of the offensive coordinator yeah, because it's not. Uh, the 49ers have Kyle Shanahan, um, yeah. and the Seahawks have the coach oh, of Brian Schottenheimer. Oh, my. As a Jets fan. Yeah, what are, they, what are you doing? Like, I will tell you the Brian Schottenheimer experience. Is the most frustrating <laughs> thing in the world. Can we do we want to call that an experience or is it more of just a it was hell miserable trip to that rundown I theme park on the other side because of the like town. when I was growing up, like I had the tail end of Marty, and I like Marty. Marty went fourteen and two with Danny and Tomlinson and the Chargers. That's true. And I was like, I like this guy. He did do that. And then I realized that the Jets had his son as the OC, and I was like, Hey, we got Marty's wow, son. We have a Schottenheimer. With thirteen and three, here we come. I was like, "Let's go." Who's your quarterback that year? Uh, Chad. Wasn't Sanchez. Chad Pennington. Chad Pennington. Maybe I don't even know. It might have been like Kellen Clemens or like Buff, oh. Brett Favre. <laughs> One of the Favre years. <laughs> One of the Favre. I remember. Years. I remember when Favre came back. My brother, who's the can, most can unrealistic. You can you look up if Kellen Clemens is still in the league? Because oh, definitely not. Low key, big Kellen Clemens fan. Really? Yeah. Kellen Vincent Clemens. Is Chargers backup? The Chargers backup. Wow, <laughs> let's go. He's been like the Chargers did backup. You, okay, but did you know that? Yeah. Uh-oh. Well, no, not really. But like, Screw I knew he was then. on the Chargers like two years ago. But he's been the Chargers what backup for like the last like six years. What a career! How right, long let's... has he been on the Chargers? Uh... He's been the backup in a lot of places. I think he's low he's key not member. bad. This is what his Wikipedia says. He's been a member. That's what they're calling him. They're not okay, saying he was, he's a quarterback. Like 15 times. He's been a member of the Washington Redskins, Houston Texans, St. Louis Rams, and San Diego Los Angeles Chargers. So he was the Jets picked him in the second round. Um, yeah, he was selected by the Jets. I think maybe second the same round, year Revis. 49th pick in the 2006 NFL draft. It might have been the same year as Revis. Or well, the, the first pick the was Mangold, the Mario Williams. Show. That yeah, that was the DeBrigashaw, so Mangold, and then Kellen Clemens uh-huh. in the second round. And, like, he was actually not bad. Like, he was better. was your first, the fourth pick yeah. in the draft. Yeah, DeBrigashaw from Freeport, shout out Long Island. Uh, Clemens, like, wasn't was actually, like, better than Pennington when they were there. Um, and I actually liked Clemens a lot. He just never got a chance with anybody. But, yeah, no, that was brutal. I love backup quarterbacks. Backup quarterbacks is, like. Such a fun topic, honestly. Because, oh, like, dude, because if the wrong guy, if the wrong to, uh, starter have you, gets hurt, you haven't listened to Dual Threat. Uh, uh, I've Ryan listened Rizzo's to like podcast. a couple episodes. He did a, I think he did like a 
15 to 20 minute because he'll do those those times where he just kind of talks with yeah, himself. Yeah, he loves the he loves radio turning into a yeah. podcast segment. Yeah, so he, he'll do like the talking to himself yeah. uh, radio kind of bit because he's still fresh out of that kind of role. He was doing that for, what, 10 years? Yeah. So he does that all the time, and he I think he did a 15 to 20-minute thing on just backup quarterbacks. Like, yes. And it was I think it was in reference to Kaepernick, which has been a radio topic and a conversation. Right, but he's not wrong. 700 no. times. He's not wrong, no. And I think he – because I think he had – so oh, if we could, we if we hadn't just spent probably close to twenty some odd minutes talking about every offensive coordinator in the NFL, I would go to all the backup quarterbacks in the NFL, and I still actually might do it. Like, I might have to scratch Jimmy Butler like off Kellen, the board. Like Kellen Clemens, like screw you're, it, I'm you're doing gonna, it. You're gonna tell me he's better than Kaepernick? Like, come on, come on. absolutely come on. not. Most NFL fans don't even know that who Kellen Clemens is, and the only reason I know who he is is because the Jets drafted him in the second round. That's the only reason why. Like other than that, like I would have no clue who he is. You're gonna tell me that Colin, like Kaepernick, who like the backup quarterbacks in this league. Like, I think Brandon Whedon is a backup quarterback. Are you kidding me? <laughs> like what are we doing? What are we That's doing? An outdated list. Uh, August fifth. This is probably still outdated. Can, but we, I can't. can we talk about Fitz Fitz Magic? Of course. Oh, I never talked about Darnold either. We oh yeah, about your we son. talked about my son. How's your son? <sighs> He started well. I know you had told me that he was having a good time, at least at the start of things. I, uh, he, I don't know where to put the blame. Like where to put the blame? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, do I blame my son, or do I blame like the bully at school for like my son's actions? <sighs> or or like his teacher at school for my son's action? I think it's a better way to do it. Yeah, teacher. Like Jeremy Bates, and we just talked about it before, like the play calling was atrocious. But listen, the over-under on Darnold's interceptions for the year was at 13.5 before the season started. And it's going to go over by a large amount. And I should have taken that over, but I couldn't couldn't bet against my son. So, yeah, Darnold, jeez, man. Are you ready to move on to uh, your college graduate son? quite yet and kind of put your focus on his career rather than the budding one of your 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 youngest son i'm i'm a little confused josh. by this question can you so can you please care do you want to move on to josh mccown yet <laughs> you're not making the playoffs okay no, I wanna, you're not so whoa 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 you're whoa, not whoa whoa if no we can still make the playoffs you're not making the playoffs we can still make the playoffs no we can not. still make the playoffs yeah, you can because it's week three and there's still 13 <laughs> other nfl games to be played it's week four and week three weeks have concluded i we think we can de- easily get the, the wild card spot and oh. not because the jets are good because the afc is terrible okay I guess. does that make sense all right well it's the only reason i believe okay so the the afc right now i'm not Aren't the Chargers like 0 3 or something? Chargers are bad right now. All right. The teams that are going to make the playoffs at the AFC are Kansas City. All right. Division winners. If you had to say today Kansas City, Patriots. I don't believe in this Miami baloney. No, neither do I. Um, The North. I don't know what the hell is going on. (laughs) I think the Bengals might win that. (laughs) It'd be realistic. They're good. AJ Green actually looks like. Okay, but you're probably going to get a wild card team out of there. Right? Out of the North? Yeah. Because the South is Jacksonville and well, Colts. Well, you might get two wild card teams out of the West. What's San Diego's record? I like, just don't I, think San Diego's going to keep Oakland's it. Oakland's no bueno. The poor 
the Oakland's no bueno. Chargers are bueno, and the Raiders. The Chargers are one and two. Chargers are one and two. But they played. They went zero and four last year. Listen to who they played thus far. And then, like, almost they they, they played the Chiefs. Yeah, they're which they lost by ten. They beat the Bills by eleven, and then they lost the Rams. 35-23. 35-23. Next week, the, their next four, five, six, six weeks, actually, are, could you, that you could make a case that they're wins. So Chargers, 49ers next week, who, whose only quarterback of any sort of values or, uh, season went down the toilet. You have the Raiders following that. John, John Gruden might be the single dumbest uh, head coach in the GM, NFL. GM. 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 Uh, the Browns, I don't really know what to make of them yet just because it's only so been much, like they have so, Browns, much so much individual talent. talent, but I don't know if it's going to materialize and I need to see m- more than one week of Baker. If they fired Hugh Jackson like today, they should. Everybody would be so much happier. And then like, I think the world would be a better place. With everything then, going poorly in the world right now with a possible, you know, sex sex offender going into the Supreme Court and the president just straight up kind of being a complete ass and just sucking overall. If Hugh Jackson got fired today, I think we can all say that it was a good day. But like they fired him today, and then they replaced them with like a caretaker. So like in like in soccer, in like no, European soccer, they have like these things. Give the custodians fire. from Lowell Thomas, right? They, 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 hey, go run the Browns. They okay. hire like caretaker managers, <laughs> and like what it means is like this person just takes care of the team basically for like three games until they hire the next guy. Guys get fired all the time. Yeah. So like, but each team has like. Sometimes, like, there's certain teams that have, like, their guy as their caretaker manager that just comes out of retirement. Yeah. Um, like, the Chelsea has this, like, one dude from, like, Russia that just, uh, like, that just comes and, like, hangs out for three, like, two weeks. And, like, I think the NFL should have the same exact thing. And, like, I would just, like, pull Mike Shanahan out of retirement <laughs> and, like, and have him as, like, the caretaker manager until the, the offseason. Because they, like, probably would win the North if Mike Shanahan was, <laughs> was the head coach, like, right now. Like, I'm not even kidding. They no, probably they, would. It's not wrong. So I think there's going to be a wild card team either out of the North, that's Just 8 or 9 or 7. be if they had a good coach. Right. That team's unreal, and, honestly. And in and in the West, I think there's going to be a wild card team. Yeah. Probably the Chargers. So, like... The Jets. But the Broncos right now are 2-1. They're, they're, it's yeah, I don't believe in the Broncos. I don't believe, in I don't believe in Case Keenum. Uh, I believe the uh-huh. Jets. Case Keenum is my nephew. Okay. <laughs> I believe the Jets, the Dolphins, uh, and like the maybe Tell the me, Titans. Do you like, believe in the Jets like because you like the Jets? Or do you actually believe in them as a football no, team? No, I think the Jets, I don't believe in them. I'd rather them just tank. Okay. I think that makes sense. They should have been tanking the last four years, but they're like, you know what? We got some promise here. Josh McCown. Yeah. So I'd rather them just tank. Well, the Fitzpatrick thing didn't let them tank. No. Um, but I'd rather them just tank because they have like $90 million in cap room next summer. And it, next, makes sense. Next and it makes sense that somebody would want to go Like there. Le'Veon Bell. Hi. Uh, I hate. All right. I hate doing this. Yeah, he might. How are you? Le'Veon? Yeah. Uh, I hate doing this, but I do actually... I don't want to do it anyways because I also simultaneously right. like doing it. How do the AFC East? You're taking the Patriots. Next As, question. Okay. And the North, you're taking the Bengals. Maybe. Well, well yeah. I like beer. I drink <laughs> beer. Um, I'm taking. Uh, I don't I, know. I, I, North is. Uh, I don't know what's even happening. Like, 
the Browns could win it. The Steelers I be might not win a game this year. I because you know why? Because I'm convinced they're actually just not that good. What are you talking about they just won. Or they might not win another game. They might not win over eight games. No, I'm just won't. convinced they're not very good. I don't think they're good, but they'll win. They don't again. have a running I game. I don't think James Conner is that good. I lost some money. I think too. Ben Roethlisberger is pretty bad. He's at the tail end of his career, and he probably should have retired last year. Just open. This is a year that he doesn't want to help Mason Rudolph out, but he should be because I don't know what he thinks is going to happen with his career. It's just going to continue to go up and up and up for the next seven years when he probably realistically has one mediocre year left before his back just completely. I'll, I'll put it like this: hits the fan when, when Ro- Roethlisberger is out of the league. I. I won't shed a tear. No, I, and I don't think anybody else will. He's scum. Yeah, hey, I hate the guy. I really do. So, and I, I have no problem with the Steelers. I no, like the, I like the Steelers. The I really like Mike Tomlin. Do I think he's, he's a phenomenal fired, coach. Like Mike Tomlin. No, I don't. If they fired him, I think they're the dumbest organization in sports. Right, but I don't think he's like in terms of like the tactics of the game and like. He's not caught up. No, he's he's very removed from where the like, game when they is fired right Dick now. LeBeau, like I don't know what it was six years ago, probably. Yeah. Like, I was like, oh. he's just he's just so removed that right. It was like it was like it's oh, almost so Mike, shocking. And Mike Tomlin comes to the Tony Dungy Tampa two ideology. Yeah. I was like, uh, there this is this is gonna kind of suck. I just don't know. I mean, you tie the Browns, and who'd they lose to? Where the the North? I don't know what's gonna happen. I have no idea that any team that division like the Ravens can actually win that division if they want to, as long as them Lamar- and the Bengals are both two and one. God. Okay, but okay, the AFC right, West? The the South. South? Yeah. Jacksonville. That's yeah. easy. The Titans, they keep on starting Gabbard. They're 2-1. Like, and one. Mariota right. is hurt. Um, and then the West Colts, is the Chiefs. Colts, like, they had to put in Jacoby Brissett in that, <laughs> the end of the game because Luck couldn't throw a Hail Mary. So, bye. Um, I don't think Aaron, Andrew Luck is ever going to have a good year of football again. Yeah. It's scary. People, like, people have legitimate faith in Andrew Luck. On the same dual threat podcast, I think. I don't know if it was the same one he was talking the about. The one about three years later. Yeah, it's like who's going to be the best quarterback in three years. And I I don't know, remember Someone if it was Robert Mays yeah. or Kevin Clark. They were like, I, I want to say, I hope it wasn't Kevin Clark. Somebody said, I want to say Andrew Luck. I'm like, no. Why? No. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. I'm done putting any sort of faith or fantasy stock or just any sort of hope in Andrew Luck having I'm done with luck. whatever sort of remnants of a good NFL season he has left. I, I can't. I'm done with luck. But what about um He's like that girl that you constantly have a thing with but you never crack the surface and you're like, "Ah, oh, so close. Like someday we'll get there. We're just the timing's not right here. We're 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 not meant for each other yet." But then by the end it's she was actually dating another guy the entire time and your relationship was made up in your head and it just was never going to work out because she's actually in love. But what Andrew Luck sounds, is in love sounds in, like sounds like you're talking from experience. Well, I don't want to talk about. Would you like uh, to further comment talk about it? Um, at the AFC West, it's at the Chiefs. Yeah, next and question. then probably the Chargers. I think the Chargers. I mean, like I said, their next six games are so the wild card wins. is probably coming out of the North and the West. Will we agree on that? I am in the minority in actually believing in the Dolphins, so I think that they can make Yikes. the playoffs. I really See, do. I think Gase is a really good offensive coordinator. Like what we talked before about yeah. the offensive coordinators being good. I think that I think they'll get the second wild card. I think it's going to be the Chargers and the Dolphins, and I think the Patriots will be the fourth seed. I don't believe in the Dolphins. It's hard for me not to. I think they've looked really good. 
And granted, they haven't played great teams at, to this point. Yeah, I they've beaten the don't. Titans, the Jets, and the Raiders. Yeah, so that's, yeah, I don't. They have the Patriots this week in New England. The thing so is, this, like, they're going to keep playing I think bad that this teams, is a week. Well, the AFC stinks. Well, listen, they've got their next five weeks of the Patriots, Bengals, Bears, Lions, and Texans. Those legitimately, probably other than I would say the Bengals and the Bears games, could all be wins. If the Patriots continue to stink it up, they could win this week. The Lions, I think they win. The Texans, I think, are really bad. And I think Bill O'Brien's fired by that week anyways. Do we want to do the NFC right now? Yeah, we'll do the NFC. Okay, NFC North? We can move on. Both these North divisions, tough. Let's start with NFC East. Oh, yeah. Oh, no, let's do the North, whatever. The Bears are leading the division right now. (laughs) So, like... The Vikings are 1-2-1. 1-2-1? They played four games? Oh, yeah, Yeah, because they played played last last night. night. So, so you've got a team who might have the third best defense in the NFL right now in the Bears, but they don't have a quarterback who is actually competent. Trubisky has time maybe to grow into that, but they're just no, he stinks. They need so, a new quarterback. Kirk Cousins, I'm so confused by. I just don't know. I oh, I, I actually think Kirk Cousins is a good quarterback. I do. It's I not, have I have for Kirk a long Cousins. time too. It's not good. It's not. They didn't lose last night because of Kirk Cousins. They lost because of their defense. Well. And, and because the they're playing the Rams, insane. but like we could say they're playing the Rams, and it's like they're playing the Bills, <laughs> and it's like what, what's going? On? So the yeah. defense is obviously something's wrong there. Something's wrong with the defense. It's not the offense. They have right. They have the second best receiving core at full strength in the NFL. I mean, they didn't have no one else besides Thielen Diggs, but yeah, I mean Treadwell like like dropped yeah. a pass yeah. yesterday where I was like, I think if you throw Kyle Rudolph in there, if you're and you're counting the tight ends, they have. If Treadwell was like not a first round pick, let's say he was even like a second round pick, he'd be cut by now. Oh, was he? He should, he should have been Corey Coleman right off the bat, honestly. Or Stephen Hild, Jesus. Uh, the Packers, their quarterback's playing on a, on a torn ACL. So. Yeah. And the Lions are an enigma in itself because they beat the Patriots, but they lose to... In terms of talent, that is probably the, like and the, uh, the best division, if not the best. The Jets. If one of the best, if not the, the best The North? Division. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, okay. So, I'm going to say Bears right now. Um, Lions, Patricia, the, no. Rodgers, I'm so scared that knee... Like someone hitting his knee. I just don't think the Bears are sustainable without a quarterback. I think someone's going to hit that knee and it's going to be done. Vikings. Vikings right now. They should sideline Rodgers right now. They should. What are you? Why are you throwing them out there? Your team's obviously not very good. You're one and one and one. I don't. I, it's a I'm slow not, start to the year. They don't have any receivers. Just keep shooting up, man. Just keep giving them those pills. Yeah, my knee. My knee. <laughs> it hurts. I I like. I, I think if the Vikings defense turns it around. Like they obviously are the best team in that division yeah. uh, right now. Like they'll probably get a wild card spot. Like I still believe in the Vikings, which is crazy to say. That is crazy to say. But like the Bears, like. They're going to play some bad teams eventually, and they're going to – Nate is just going to out-scheme them. Yeah. And that defense looks like one of the best defenses. They're the league. only team in that division that has a positive um, point differential at this point. They're, I would love to know eight. what the Bears' defense DVOA is. But uh, – find out, but I'm not going to. So, NFC East, we said – who? It'll be the Eagles. Listen, their Giants stink. The Giants suck. Red the Cowboys skins. suck. The Redskins are weird. They could, I, but hey, hey, I hey, like Alex Smith. Hey, Do you like beer? I like the Redskins. Oh, okay. <laughs> They're fine. I, I they like could the be Redskins. a wild card team because I don't think the NFC is as good as everybody's making. Right, it out I to think be. they beat up on those other teams, yeah. the Redskins. So the South. What about actually the South? the South is the best team in football right now? Buccaneers, mm. Saints, Panthers, Falcons. 
No. No? No. Then who? I what, the North still? Well, I think the North has the most talent. Mm, okay. But the South has, like, the best teams, I would say, probably. Okay, I got you. Um, like, Tampa Bay does not have the same exact talent as, like, Do you think Tampa Bay is sustainable? Does. What? Do you think they're sustainable to the point where they so can I've, take So I've been on the, the Fitzmagic train before. How could you not be? No, like, I've, like, literally been on it as in, like... You've ridden it. Yeah. Oh, well, you've had to deal with it. We both have, actually. Oh, wow! Welcome. Hey, high five. Yeah, no, we, we've dealt with it before. Uh, it, okay, so, like, like a little went, bit about the Fitzmagic Not like thing it went is, poorly. He's, like, he's, he's going to throw it and sling it, like, wherever he wants. And the thing is, like, these are the best receivers he's ever played with. Like, he only plays well. <laughs> When he's playing with like amazing receivers, because he just chucks it. Yeah, you know who's not an amazing receiver? Stevie Johnson. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like I you mean, know who's not Jets, a good receiver like, when he's on the Bills. I like Robert Steve, wait, Woods. No, I actually like Stevie Johnson. Stevie Johnson dropped a pass in the I end zone and blamed God. So uh, well, in terms of what. Sorry, and then next week, and then next week, caught a touchdown pass and pulled up his shirt. And what was he wearing? It said, "Why always me." You just caught a touchdown. I. What are you upset about? So the, when the Jets had Fitzy, they had um, they had Curly in the slot, and they had Decker, and they had Marshall. But like oh. all those three guys, like at the time, were like very good. Yeah, like that was like one of the best receiver corps like in the league. They were probably like at least top ten, top eight. So what Fitz has right now with Sean Jackson, who's his home run hitter, who's going to run a go route. Literally every single play, he's the fastest player and in the right, and so he's just gonna run by the guy, and Fitzy just has to put it there. And Mike Evans, who literally can win any one on one, just because of his physicality. Now their third receiver is Godwin, who like looks like he's coming on a lot. So they have like three receivers that they can do well with, and OJ Howard's a good tight end, yeah. Cameron Braid's a good tight end. Like the only problem they have there is their running backs, uh-huh. and so they're gonna keep on throwing it. When Fitzy gets on a roll, he gets on a roll. I think we've both experienced that. Now he'll throw picks, but like he's receiving corpse where this can continue. And I don't even think that defense is that bad. They're not. They're that line, fine. that defensive line is pretty Gerald good. Gerald McCoy as the anchor. They've Jason. I mean, that's Pierre enough. Paul. Jason Pierre-Paul. I don't know if they still have that Noah Spence guy, but I like that guy. Um, they're a good team. Yeah, they really are, and it's weird because you would. So I every, think it's going to continue. Dirk Cutter walked into the season with the odds in his favor for being the first coach fired. Right. So like, I think at the very least they go eight and eight. Okay, and then, I, think that, I think at the very least it's like like, I thought they were going to beat Pittsburgh. I thought they were going to beat. Pittsburgh. I did too. Even when they were down, I was like, this isn't. Yeah. And so Tampa What's Bay their next few and then weeks Saints. Look like? They have the Bears, Falcons, Browns, Bengals, Panthers, Redskins, Giants, 49ers, yeah, Panthers, Saints, Ravens, Cowboys, Falcons. That's pretty tough. That's a tough NFC heavy schedule. So, Falcons, they that defense just got so many injuries. Mm. I don't think they make the playoffs. I think Matt Ryan's overrated. I don't think they make the playoffs. I think probably not. I, they they the, don't have a good offense. They Steve Julio Jones Sarkeesian, disappears in the red zone. Steve Sarkeesian, when he gets in the red zone, yeah, is very funny. It, uh, Julio Jones, you're the only consistently reliable player on the roster, disappears in the red zone. Because he's just quadruple teamed, and Matt Ryan can't pull his head out of his butt long enough to be like, oh, my God, right. Taylor Gabriel's over there. So I, I don't like Falcons. I, I think the Saints win that division. I would agree with that. I think that I don't know what's going on with that defense either. They, they, 
These, they got to get back to the mean. Conclusion from today's podcast. What the hell NFL defense? All of them. Yeah. Every last one. But it's like the way the rules are situated is like the defense. You're going to have way less good defenses yeah. than good offenses. Agreed. And I, I don't know about the Panthers. I've never really felt good about them. I think it's McCaffrey, tough. Like they, McCaffrey's like the best player Turner on the team. figured out how to use yeah. McCaffrey. McCaffrey's the best player on the team right now. And, I mean, Devin Funches is not a number one when wide receiver. And Cam zone, Newton, like, I don't think is very good. When they get into so, the red zone, like it's just like, okay, let, let, let Cam do his thing. Just literally let Cam figure it out. He let can just pummel through right. everybody, whether it be with the pass or... He I mean, had, they just need a healthy Greg Olson, the and they of, can actually make the playoffs. At the end of his career, Cam Newton's be one of those guys where we're going to be like, like he could have been so much, like he could have had like such a better career. 100%. Like for his skill set, it's like I think he's at this point. I mean, his career's still. It's not young. It's not like he's thirty or but anything. He, but he's also not. It's not you know too far gone. Obviously, he has a lot of time left. Like he can still make a Super Bowl. He can still make a Super Bowl. But I'm also saying that at this point, until he makes another Super Bowl or wins something significant, he's forever defined by the fact that he did not even bend over to pick up a football as it was bouncing along the ground in the Super Bowl. Business decisions, man. Business decisions. He's that was lazy. Yeah. And that's why I don't like Cam Newton. He can easily step into like where the media like hates Ben Roethlisberger. Like he's already like stepping in that situation. Yeah, like he can take it. He can just take that cape and it's just also, wear it. Once I mean, Big Ben. At coming. least he didn't like, you know, yeah. physically assault somebody. Yeah, but he's there. He's there. He's like in terms of like the media. Hates oh, people him. hate. Him. Well, he also. I don't care about the Super Bowl. <laughs> I can't speak. I don't. No, I don't care about the Super Bowl. Press he also. Um, if that's what you bring up. No, I'm talking about the press conference where he told a woman reporter like, "Oh, it's funny oh, that you yeah. want to ask about plays." Yeah. I guarantee you 90% of those guys in that room have never played a sport in their life, but they love sports, and they're probably bad at sports. Yeah. There are a lot of reporters who are really that bad at sports. Good. That so was Bad good. job by him. Bad job by you. Uh, and then the last division, the West, is the Rams, and the Seahawks are depressing. The 49ers had promise until Garoppolo got hurt. Had a really tough schedule to start the year, yeah, and then he got the, hurt. Oh, the Cardinals, yikes. And then the Cardinals. The uh, Cardinals' point so differential Cardinals right are, now is the worst in the league. Right, right above them is the Bills, the minus 34. Right, but they're minus 54. So who's worse, Bills or All right. the Cardinals, right? Who's worse? Yeah. Like team? Yeah. The Cardinals. Cardinals, right? Sam Bradford is not a starting quarterback but anymore. they have more talent than the Bills. I mean, yeah. If David Johnson. Only David Johnson and Larry, Larry Fitzgerald. Fitzgerald. Chandler Jones. If you don't have a defense behind one guy, I can't they're, say they have that much talent. corners are terrible. But Patrick, Pat, Patrick Peterson's good. Besides Peterson, sorry. The guys they have next to Peterson are brutal. I love Peterson. They were playing like a wide receiver at cornerback last year. It was like crazy. They're just they're a bad football team, and Steve Wilkes I was a bad thought, hire. That was a terrible It was a really hire. bad what hire. Doing? What are you – oh. You were defensive coordinator for a mediocre football team last year? Come on. Here's you, here's Steve Kime. Like Steve Kime's a good GM. That's fine. And they knew that Arians was going to retire. Like there's no way he did what's not. It, what's tell their Steve owner's Kime name? Really. Michael Bidwell. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, that guy's not great. Um, the owner, Kime got leave the owners for, in the NFL like, for another pod. Freaking DUL. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna have to come back in like a month, and we'll just have a yeah, yeah. The owners in the NFL or something. We'll have funny. a backup quarterback and owners coming. Yeah, yikes. The entire time. Um, what's his name? Uh. Yeah, I don't know. The, the Cardinals are confusing. Like, I don't understand why they, like, 
like you had to know that Aaron's was going to retire because he definitely told you beforehand. Is he in the booth now? No, just that he's at home. I think. Wait, no, he might I be in the booth. I thought he was in the booth. But I, I, I could have swore I was listening. I heard something in the background. I would love him. And in the I booth. heard him. When and I listened that to him on part of my take, I was like, "Wow, oh, what a, the guy, the boy." I think he's on CBS now. Really? That'd be great. That'd be great. Uh, can't find. Can you replace the guy? Dan. Yeah, Fouts? former coach Bruce Arians joins CBS broadcast. Right, can he replace? He is. Dan Fouts is terrible. I love Iron Eagle. <laughs> yeah, Iron Eagle's great. He said, "Oh no, Fouts I think he, I think he's in like the pregame." So it, it's so uh, not the broadcast booth. He's in. Well, no, he is. He's in the number three broadcast booth. And I think he's now he's now with Eagle. he's now with Gumble and uh, uh, they got rid of Rich, Rich Cannon. It's who's he with? Greg Gumble and Trent Green, Jamie. Erd Hall uh, now is sidelined. I think Trent Green used to be part of Fox. Okay. But anyways, yeah. I so the Cardinals are the worst team. In the West, I think, obviously, the Rams win. And I don't think there's a wild card team coming out of there. No. I think the wild – so it would be like I wild card teams will be – Seahawks go like 6-10, and 7-9. and 5-11. and 11. That's like the ceiling for them, I think. 5-11. and 11. Yeah. They're a bad team. Their only They're hope is Russell, Russell Wilson. And he's, a, he's inevitably just going to get plowed and absolutely pummeled. And It's funny because of like – Let's say I don't know who their back quarterback is, but like let's say they had no, no, it's okay. No, I want to I want to find out who it is. Case Keenum <laughs> was their quarterback. That team would go like two and fourteen, right? Like if Case Keenum was their quarterback yeah. right now, I love him, but yeah, like two it'd be 14. really bad because they just don't have anybody. Paul, uh, who's their number one receiver right now? Brandon Marshall <laughs> with Doug Ball. No, it's out. not with Doug, Doug Ball, Ball with, with him yeah. with him out. Yeah, <laughs> Tyler Lockett. Jeez. Oh, uh, God. Uh, Paul Richardson's not even there anymore. No, he's with the Redskins. Or, yeah. Um, so, I, I, so yeah, they would go like 2-14. and 14. Do you want to know who their backup quarterback is? It's not Tavares Jackson. It's uh, No, no. Keenan Reynolds is a wide receiver, but he was a quarterback for Navy. Um, it's a, not a rookie. Boykin. No, no they released Boykin. They released them. Oh, no. Who am I forgetting? Brett Hundley. Oh, they traded for him. Yeah. Brett Hunley. He was brutal last year. Terrible. He was brutal. Terrible. He was brutal. Really, really bad. Oh, my God. So, there you go, Russ. Stay healthy, my guy. Or Yeah, well, he doesn't get God healthy. bless you. I don't even know. I don't know. All right, we got to go. Uh, what are you working on for center field? Anything? I'm writing a piece right now on uh, Alan Gavilanes. Yeah. Um, so there's been a lot of talk and rumors going around uh, for him to transfer to like a better school than Maris in terms of soccer uh, to further his soccer career at a higher level because the max is not great. By that he means right bad. Yeah. So and like low level. Low level. And I I don't think it's a great idea. So I'm my basically my story is saying that Allen should leave college soccer completely and go to Europe. Um, and play professionally there, whether it be in the second or third division, fourth division, in some league in in a country there, like it's better than playing college soccer. Who do you talk to for that? Are you um, talking to people in Europe, or are you talking mainly so to him? Have I you talked to his coach even? Alan's coach? Well, you probably can't. I don't want to talk to Alan's no, coach. No, I wouldn't. Uh, well, like not that I don't want to talk to him, but it's like the way this – he's just going to defend college soccer okay. and like – 
college soccer is a sham. Like, the rules of college soccer are not what regular soccer is. First off, like, there's unlimited subs, basically, Fair. in college soccer. Basically, like, there is unlimited subs. Sort of. Like, if you get uh, subbed out in a half, like, yeah. you're not allowed to come back in. That's the only rule. Um, there's, uh, like, the clock. Like, I have a lot of issues with the clock, which sounds, like, ridiculous. But in regular soccer, like, the clock goes up. So it goes from case, zero it to forty five. It goes zero time. to forty five, but like the refs have control of the clock and yeah. they control stoppage time. Yeah. So it's in college you once you're, it hits uh, triple zeros, your announcer yeah. gets on the PA at ten seconds and starts going ten, right? Not and I'm like, what? So the ball in if that happened during a basketball game, yeah. And I'm so dribbling I've seen it happen and somebody in says ten. Not I'd literally chuck. I've the seen ball it happen the, like over time, like literally going three, two, one. The kid scores. And it counted. But, like, so in college, so the reason why I have a problem with this is, like, the ref controls the clock. So if you're basically, like, about to score a goal or it's a free kick or a corner kick in the offensive zone, the ref's not allowed. He, ref has to let the play play yeah. out um, and not blow the whistle until it gets, like, midfield and it's mm-hmm. kind of neutral. Then he can blow his whistle. In college soccer, it's, like, triple zeros, game's done, right? They also have overtime. So, like, after 90 minutes, the game's tied. They go to – Two ten minute overtimes, golden goal. Hate golden goal. There's no overtimes in like regular soccer, like unless you're in a playoff format in mm-hmm. like the World Cup or like Champions League. Yeah. So don't like overtime at all. Um, I don't like the golden goal in there at all. That's bad too. Um, and like the other things too, like the biggest problem they have, especially for a kid like Allen, where Maris is playing three months out of the year, right? Sure. He's a kid, seems ages him. He's probably 19 or 20. That's playing in Germany right now. That's playing, that's playing 10 to 11 months out of the year. So, who would that be? Oh, his name's uh, Christian Pulisic. Oh, okay. So, how is the guy that is playing 10 months out of the year, well, the three months out of the year, supposed to compete with the guy that's playing 10 months out of the year? Yeah. It doesn't make any sense to me. Sure. Like, yeah. the level of competition is already so low, and, like, that guy's playing way more than you are so like wow if you want to become a the goal here is become a professional soccer player right obviously and if that's the especially goal, with the talent that he has if that's the goal and he has the talent to do it, it you should leave and i have i've played with kids like i had one one buddy who i used to play when we were younger um really good probably the best player i've ever played with went to go to play at albany played at albany for two years did really well there i was like i want to go pro uh and he knew he wasn't gonna be able to do that. Like he here. stayed at school, so he left. He went to Portugal, played in the fourth division in Portugal. Right, fourth division, did really well. Had like nine goals and like sixteen assists. Making money, he made money. Yeah, he got yeah. paid to play soccer. No, I, I mean, Which like is a big decision because like now making like making money or making making money. He was living with. He had family okay. in Portugal, and he was living with them. Oh, okay, that makes sense for that year, um, and like. He did really well, and he caught the eyes of, like, some other clubs, big division. So there's this one – I'm forgetting the name of the division uh, – of the team now. But they're, like, a top five team in Portugal's first division. Mm. So his contract expired with the fourth division team. He signed with the first division team, but, like, not to start or anything, but, like, to be one of the reserve guys, and, like, maybe they'll loan him out, play for the reserve team. Yeah. He's a young guy. Right? He's getting paid more now. He's living there, and he's, like, a professional soccer player. 
sure. for a team that like sometimes makes it to the Champions League team. Uh, his his life completely changed. He's not a college soccer player anymore. Like, and he's like, I got. He's like, within that first year, I was playing fourth division. He's like, I got so much better. He's like, the levels so much better. Even how in the could you not division. at a right. point in time when you're playing pros? Right. So like, so you're basically writing to call for that. Yeah. Just because it makes that more guy sense. and a guy Jason Wright. I'm going to use him as well. Okay. Is like this Jamaican that played at Rutgers, who's supposed to be like this big shot that makes it into MLS. I have no idea where he is anymore. I think he went back to Jamaica. He didn't. He didn't get drafted. He was supposed to get drafted. Oh wow! So that's what basically I'm talking about. All right, I'm looking forward to it. Have a good weekend. Thank you for coming out. Appreciate it. It was well, fun. Well, I like beer. <laughs> I still like beer. All right. Thanks, Michael.